down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you! As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! All right, folks, what is going on? Oh, do I have a fun one for y'all tonight. That's right. You guys are going to be excited. I am excited. First thing I want you guys to do, though, before we even get started, I am David Richardson. This is Hollywood Hangout. We are talking music tonight. If anyone listened to the wrestling show last Wednesday... I said I really am kind of itching to come back and talk some music. So I decided that's what I'm going to do. Real quick, I want you guys checking out uh, the High Marks. Don't forget to check them out. Metal Metal Mitt Podcast Networking. Check them out on Mixler, and you can check them out on YouTube also. And also the uh, Weekly Detour. That's right, Anthony and Teddy Graham's over there. Go on and check them guys out over there. uh, Working, doing it every week, having a great time. But um, on that note, I do want to tell you guys, I am excited about this one. I'm going to take us back a few years. I'm going to go way back. We're going to go back to the 80s. I'm going to talk about a few 80s hair bands, glam rock, glam metal, many names you can call it. But um, it was really just a bunch of hair bands. And there were, boy, were there a lot of them. Uh, Guns N' Roses, you had L.A. Guns, which was a mixture of the two. You had Quiet Riot, you had Warrant, you had Wasp, Dokken, I mean, Bon Jovi, Van Halen, Motley Crue, Guns N' N' Roses. So many bands out there, and I'm not even barely scratching the old surface here of some of the bands that were out there uh, at that time. Music was so, so, so much fun back then. It was so good. And you could really tell. Yeah, the guys were probably fucked up. 
a little bit on uh, some drugs. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, listen, I was born in 1975. So throughout these years, I was pretty young. My sister was two years older than me. So she was into a lot more of this music, which made me get into some of this music. Her friends were into the classic rock plus a lot of this stuff, too. So it was kind of just kind of went hand in hand um, in a way. But uh, some of the music we're going to talk tonight, I just I kind of grew up with. I've always loved. And I really just want to share with you guys. I've got just a little a little six pack of uh, of songs that I'm going to play. Uh, I've got a little Tesla, a little Skid Row, a little Def Leppard, Rat, Twisted Sister, and of course, Poison. Um, you know, I mean, the 80s were a time where the bigger the hair, the more you looked like a woman. They wore makeup. They did, I mean, a lot of the guys literally went on stage looking like girls. There's no other way to put it. They really did. It's it, 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 They just did. Um, pretty much all the names I've got right here were those bands that did things were that were dressed like that, were going out like that. Um, I've got, like I said, Tesla definitely was. Um, and yeah, they're named after what you think they are. We'll uh, we'll jump into that in just a minute here. I'm actually going to, uh, not going to try to rush through this, but I do need to get through this. It's uh, a little late. Um, but I did want to get this done real quick, but... Um, I've wanted to do this one for a while. This is fun. Now, listen, you could tell the bands back then were having a great time. If you watch pretty much all of Bon Jovi's videos, that band is having a blast. It was during the concerts. A lot of, you know, the uh, a lot of the videos back then were just kind of during concerts. And it was just the bands having a fucking blast. Just going out there, playing their shit. You know, and it was great. And Bon Jovi was probably one of the bands that definitely did that. Um, Def Leppard was one of those bands. I would say pretty much all the bands up here, uh, except Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister always had the elaborate outfits, the elaborate videos. Um, I talked about their lead singer, Dee Snyder last year when I talked about uh, Strangeland, his movie. But, um... I guess we can go ahead and jump into the music. I know this might, like I said, I've only got six songs. This might not be the the longest of shows. Um, but w- I'm going to start off with uh, a song by a band, like I said, called Tesla. Uh, yes, they're named after the scientist and inventor Nikolai Tesla. The band tried to raise the profile of Tesla by giving the Smithsonian Institute a bust, but they were rejected. They gave him a bust of, of Nikolai Tesla, and they were, they were like, no, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. This band did break up in 1995. They re, uh, reformed back in 2000, and a, a California disc jockey actually got them back together, uh, said that a lot of people were waiting to hear him, basically just talked them into going back out there, getting on stage, seeing what they could do. And uh, lo and behold, they did. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with um, probably one of their more known songs. Uh, That would be the song Signs, and the best version is the live version. The official music video is a live version. So 
without further ado, let's get this first song going, folks. Right, so there we go, folks. A little Tesla signs for you guys. Now, the first time I remember hearing this song, I was at a little spot that they called The Clearing. My sister's friends, I was 15 years old, and um, they played this song, and I was like, that's a pretty cool song. It was my first Milwaukee's best. It was gross. I hated it. But obviously, I got to like beer. Um but uh, yeah, my first beer was a Milwaukee's Best. And that was actually the first night I heard this song. So I don't know. I loved it since then and uh, thought it was a great little song. And just a just a, just a great band. Um, obviously, kind of, they got the California, kind of that very hippie still style. You know, all the signs and all that stuff. But great song, great band, 
and uh, just a great band of the 80s. Now, going to get into another uh, definitely hair band, a little Skid Row. Um, this band has had many, <laughs> it had a few singers before, um, before it found Sebastian Bach, crazy old Sebastian Bach. Um, and they've had a few after him also, uh, ZP Thart, uh, Aaron Grunwell, Grunwall. We've had a few singers since then. Actually, right now, Grun, Grunwall is still the singer for that band. Uh, they're still touring. A lot of these bands I'm going to talk about right now are still touring. So uh, it's crazy to think, but a lot of them are still out there, still going strong, and still fucking sounding great, some of them too. Now, Skid Row, formed in 1986 by uh, Rachel Bolin, the bassist, and um, David, uh, yeah, and David Snake Sabo, that would be their guitarist, New Jersey band. Um, they released one of their first albums pretty much that same same year. And to be honest with you, the only reason they really ever got famous is for the people they opened for. Um, at one point, uh, basically, they opened up for all the shows for Bon Jovi. Uh, this was way before they even had a record deal. Skid Row landed three dates opening up for Bon Jovi on his massive Slippery When Wet tour. Um, and b basically, Snake, David Snake Sabo, the guitarist, had a real close relationship with Bon Jovi and the rest of the band. Um, they had all been doing small clubs, and then suddenly they were in front of 5,000 you know, people doing you know big venues. I said it was you know, obviously pretty cool, but um, their first gig was opening up for Bon Jovi in Pennsylvania. After that, the uh, the the manager for Bon Jovi, Doc McGee, went, that sounds like the biggest made-up name. What's your name? Doc McGee. Okay. Anyway, Doc McGee went backstage just to talk to the band, and they were in a dressing room, and he's like, look, you guys are doing great. I love your sound. They just did Youth Gone Wild and 18 to Life. Um. And th th they said, look, great songs, great look, great band, but you need a new singer. This guy's not going to cut it. And that was when they did have Sebastian Bach. Now, obviously, this guy had a little bit of foresight because Sebastian Bach did leave the band in uh, 1986 after a, uh, a little argument with Bolin. Um, basically, he even... Bolin turned down a... Yeah, a, 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 an opening slot on this Kiss reunion tour. And Sebastian Bach had already booked it. So no one really knew what was going on. The other band members were like, well, you know, this is kind of what Bolin wants to do. It We don't really want to do it. Saying, you know, we're too big to open, just, just open for Kiss. And when Sebastian Bach got pissed, he left a message on their answering machine saying, you're never too big to open up for Kiss. But anyway, like I said, in the 90s, they uh, reformed with uh, Solinger, uh, Johnny Solinger, uh, and a new drummer, Phil Verone, for a little while. And uh, they toured pretty much every summer since, even put out a new album in 2003. But um, 
speaking of the one song that we were just talking about, little Youth Gone Wild, let's play some Youth Gone Wild. That is some goddamn music right there. I fucking love that shit right there. I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here pumping my fucking arms, jamming out to that fucking song. I fucking love it. I do, man. I love it. Y'all hear that guitar? (laughs) I think any of y'all that have heard a lot of this know that I love guitar. I love the sound of guitar. Now, I just absolutely love it. I'm going to take a quick pause. No one will even know. 
but I just figured out why my audio sounds a little different. I'm going to pause and I will be back in uh, just a second here. All right. Like I said, I, I, I've been wondering what was going on with my volume and I guess, uh, I guess my little girl pressed a button she wasn't supposed to. Oh, well, life sucks. Um, got it fixed now. I'm not worried about it. But um, anyway, like I said, man, that I've said a thousand times on this show, I fucking love guitar. I just love the sound of it, the shredding of it. And this that song definitely has it. And pretty much all these songs have it, um, which is why I fucking love all these goddamn songs. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Def Leppard. We're going to get into a little bit of Def Leppard right now. Um Formed in England, their name was literally was originally spelled the way you would think it was with the D E A F uh, L E O P A R D. It was changed after they saw Led Zeppelin. They decided to go with the way it's spelled, which is D E F L E P P A R D. Now, if you ever watched a VH1 movie, that's not really how they bring it up. They basically say that uh, Joe Elliott came up with it. Um, just sitting around one day. Actually, I think it might have even been um, Rick Allen who came up with it. Um, but uh, speaking of Rick Allen, obviously everyone knows that in 1984, he was racing his Corvette uh, down a road in England, flew through the windshield. His arm was ripped off by the seatbelt. I guess we can say at least he had a seatbelt on, so at least we know that. Um, and uh, he stayed with the band. They actually... Uh, completely redesigned his drum kit um, in order to fit him. And he stayed on, played with one arm. Fucking, you cannot tell, like, which one is which. It was unbelievable how he went right back, played, and uh, you never knew. Um, You want to talk about offensive? An old radio station in Florida, these guys... um, Paul and Young Ron, I talked about them on the talk radio show. They used to do a, a, a contest, and you had to guess if it was uh, just before Google, obviously. You had to guess if he had one arm or two during the song. Really kind of a shitty thing to do, I'll admit. I thought it was funny at the time, but um, that was about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- this was just a band who was pretty known for doing something a little bit different with um, a few things, actually. A few things they did. Uh, man, I've got to get back into my internet. I actually lost. I noticed something didn't copy to here, and I'll do that in just a minute. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those bands, though, that they kind of, they turned up the medley and kind of turned down the vocals. Um, yes, their vocals seemed loud, but their medleys were super loud, and that's what made them different. Actually, to where a lot of the bands started doing that, you had Guns N' Roses and a lot of the bands after these guys doing the same thing and following suit. So, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to rock some, pour some sugar on me, and uh, we will get right back to, I believe the next song is Rat. Here we go. Step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey!
So there you go. A couple little uh, extra facts about uh, little Def Leppard right there. Uh, Thomas Dolby, uh, the guy who did uh, She Blinded Me With Science, um, actually played keyboards on the Pyromania album. And if you look at the album, it'll have a gentleman named Booker T. Boffin. There's Thomas Dolby for you folks. That is him. He decided to go by the name Booker T. Boffin. Um, Not sure how Booker T. the wrestler would feel about that, but uh, this is what happened. Their first concert was in a room in a spoon factory in Sheffield, England, and uh, there were only six people there. Boy, imagine starting like that and uh, ending. Not even ending, but uh, keeping rolling the way these guys have. Um, Def Leppard would be a great band. But if you listen to that song, you can hear the heavy, heavy um, drums in the background. And they, they've they got the guitar, they've got the medley, but they sort of blend their lyrics and their vocals into those. That's what made them a little different. They just had a different sound than all the other just regular glam rock, you know, heavy guitar riffs and stuff. Um, it was just a little bit different, and that's why uh, I, I I was a huge fan of Def Leppard, man. I love their fucking songs. And here's another one that I absolutely love. This song was actually probably one of my favorites. Um, when I, I... I've told the story that I went and I bought um, my first, you know, little bit of cash I had. I decided to go buy a couple of 45 records I bought two. I bought Don Henley, Dirty Laundry, and this. I bought Rat, Round and Round. Don't know why I love this song so much, but I absolutely loved this song, Round and Round by Rat. Um, I mean, it it was definitely a little weird song. And I mean, if you guys are kind of going, that sounds familiar, it should. They were in the Geico commercial in 2020 with, you know, we have a rat problem. And then, you know, it shows the married couple, you know, there and they show the attic and rat is up there playing the song. Um, They were originally called Mickey Rat and then just kind of turned it into rat in the early 80s. Um, It was supposed to be an acronym for rock all the time, R-A-T-T, rock all the time. But they didn't put any, you know, little periods after the letter to let people know, like WASP is W, you know, with the A, which, you know, that's actually an, ac- a, 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 you know, an acronym. But I don't know what they were thinking. Now it just resembles the rodent that you think of. Um, even in their video, they... Uh, to this song, a girl mutates from a human to a rodent, which is a little weird. It's even got Milton Berle's nephew, um, who was actually the band manager, Mar- uh, Marshall Burl, And he got Milton Berle himself to appear, free of charge, and dressed as a woman. I know, folks, just don't worry about it. It was a very weird video. This song, Round and Round, was definitely their biggest hit. Um... It was one of two top 40 groups or top top 40 songs to hit the uh, in the United States. The other one was Lay It Down, which reached exactly number 40 in 1985. Um, 
this song was written by Steve Piercy, who was the the, the lead singer of the group, um, and uh, both guitarists Rob Crosby and Warren DeMartini were also um, uh, co-writers on this song, and it's basically about a woman who broke his heart, the singer's heart, um, <laughs> Stephen Piercy. And uh, he thinks it's he thinks it's okay because you know basically the old whatever comes around goes around which he says in the song and uh, let's do this folks.
well, I guess listening to that and listening one more time to that and hearing the uh, ripping guitar riffs, uh, I think I know why I liked that song so much when I was a kid. I've always loved it. It's, it's amazing. I never learned how to play. I would love to, but I'll never heard, you know, be able to play like that. But uh, that's some pretty crazy shit right there. But uh, definitely hair band right there. Uh, you know, lead singer's hair was so long. He had that sheepdog thing going. He had it all in front of his face, down to his nose. He could, probably couldn't see. That would annoy me being my eyes. Yeah. Anyway, um, it annoying me watching it. But uh, great song. Great guitar. And uh, all right, so next one. We are going to get into Twisted Sister, folks. That's right, Twisted Sister. This is a band who has been together for a very, very long time. Um, they did have a couple of band of uh, lead singers before um, before uh, D. Snyder joined them in 1976. They had Michael O'Neill, who actually came up with the name. Um, the only problem is he doesn't remember coming up with the name Twisted Sister. Uh, the guitar, One of the guitarists, J.J. French, said that O'Neill called him from a bar and said, I've got the perfect name, Twisted Sister. French was like, yes, I love it. But the next day, he didn't remember any of it. Um, but D. Snyder took over for them, obviously, very early, 1976, still the lead singer. The only original member, not original member, but the only member not with the band anymore is obviously A.J. Perro. Uh, he died in 2015. Um, so, you know, that's uh, uh, obviously sad. But uh, the band does still do, they are touring a little bit. They kind of went 1972-88. They came back in 1997. Um, had a little bit of, yeah, I mean, the, the, they actually came back because of that movie. Because they did a few songs for that movie. Uh, Strange Land that we had talked about, um, but yeah, they were—they're uh, still wearing the old wigs and getting their headbanging glory going. But um, you know, it, this is another one that you could also really kind of argue: Were they a heavy metal band? Were they a glam rock band? D. Snyder considers themselves a metal band, but also really admits that they are probably a glam metal band. So. You know, now D. Snyder, the lead singer, also got his start singing in the choir at the All Saints um, Episcopal uh, Episcopal Church in uh, Baldwin, New York, and uh, Church of the Transfiguration in Freeport, New York. Um, like I said, in 88, they kind of broke up a little bit. They were getting a lot of uh, media attention, though, on MTV. Just from you know the all the headbanger shows and snuff and and snuff and stuff, and uh, D. Snyder would eventually just kind of show up on uh, the early MTV shows, give a little, uh, you know, just a little uh, sound bite, little quip, and move on. Um, now, did talk about this on the other show, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now. Frank Zappa. John Denver and D. Snyder were all part of 
gentleman who testified at the congressional hearings on September 19th, 1985. This was regarding the warning labels on albums deemed to consider explicit lyrics. This really had a lot to do with Two Life Crew and their album. Um, the Parents Music Resource Center, the PMRC, was led by Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, and uh, she testified, obviously, in favor of the labels while the musicians were arguing it's censorship. You can't do that. Obviously, they won. We still have those labels as of today. Um, there's still labels. I believe there are. I'm pretty sure there are. But um, this album that was uh, that I'm about to play a song off of, Stay Hungry, was really a huge album for the band. Um, it was just one of the albums that really made their career and um this was just a great band with some great music i've got the official video so you're gonna hear a little talking in the beginning remember that is nita meyer from animal house another movie that we've talked about before on this show that is nita meyer from uh, animal house so let's go ahead and get this music going we're not gonna take it Mister, what do you think you're doing? You call this a room? This is a pigsty. I want you to straighten up this area now. You are a disgusting slob. Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock.
There you go. And if you heard the end there, they're playing actually a little bit of the Animal House where he's, is that a pledge pin on your uniform? So, yeah, it was just a little kickback. It's very quiet. You probably have to listen with headphones on to hear that. I don't know. Maybe it was loud enough, but I, I kind of doubt it was. But um, just a great song and a great... I mean, they had full makeup on these guys. They were, they were, you know, pretty... They were kind of creepy back then, but they were, like, scary creepy. But they were really cool. I always thought they were really cool. They had a great look. Dee Snyder was obviously a very intelligent guy. And um, I just thought they were great. Heavy, heavy guitar in those songs. Again, obviously why I love these songs. And uh, just love this era. I mean, the 80s, the 70s, the 80s, the music just completely did a you know an evolution as it did in the in the 90s also it took a whole new you know kind of a whole new uh whole new look in the 90s too of you know we did the 90s grunge and everything and I'll get into the 90s metal and a little more of all that as the uh, time goes on here but um going to talk about probably one of the I mean, when you think of hair bands, I think this might be one of the ones you really, that pops into your head. A band still touring today. Um, ridiculously high hair. Makeup. I mean, you think hair metal, like I said, this is one of the bands you've got to think of. Poison. You got to think of Poison. I do. I mean, as soon as someone says hair bands, Poison absolutely one of the bands and you know when i you know mentioned one of those bands that usually had the videos just the music videos just hanging out and at their concerts rocking out and having a great time this is one of them here poison did the same thing most of the time um you had brett michaels on uh, lead vocals and also guitar you had bobby doll ricky rocket uh cc deville um there's been a few guitar players through and through in and out even even Slash for a while was uh, did a little thing with uh, um, before Guns N' Roses was in a band with Axl Rose called Hollywood Rose, and he actually auditioned for Poison, and C.C. Uh, Deville ended up getting the gig instead. He looked more the part they thought. <clears throat> Slash wasn't gonna wear makeup is basically what they're saying, but um, they've this this is a band that's never broke up. They've been inactive for long periods of time, but they've, you know, in the late 90s, they still toured with Def Leppard, Rat, Tesla, Molly Crew, Cinderella. Um, Michaels kept the popularity of the band going by keeping his own popularity going uh, with the series Rock of Love started in 2007, a little bit like The Bachelor, but nastier. Um the show was a hit, though, for him. And um, then Michaels, uh, Brett Michaels, he won Celebrity Apprentice Season 3 back in 2010. Very intelligent guy, obviously. I don't think you can be a stupid man and make it in the music business as successful and as long as he has with being stupid. Um, little band, though, out of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, moved to L.A., and that's where they got their big break. Um but uh, it was just uh, one of the band members had already left home. A guy named Matt Smith was on guitar and left home before they made it big. They were they did make it big pretty quick um, after. 
So uh, they, they, had, they hadn't released their first album yet, though. They did right afterwards. Um, both Michaels and Ricky Rocket both had some health scares. Michaels uh, obviously had a brain hemorrhage in 2010. I remember people saying, you know, pray for him. You know, not looking good. Uh, Rocket diagnosed with uh, oral cancer in 2015. But they've both made full recoveries, still are doing great, and uh, doing well right now. CC DeVille, I mean, they didn't really break up, but they did sort of eject CC DeVille in 1991. He was, uh, was heavy drug use, was making him hard to deal with. And at the 1991 MTV Music Awards, he actually played the wrong song purposely just to make his uh, make the rest of the band look like idiots. They threw him out of the band for about five years. They really took a stretch off right there anyway. About five years he was gone and was back. So, um, But for a couple of those years, that's when they had um, Richie Cotens on, uh, on guitar and uh, Blues Cerace, uh, Saracino. Never heard of him, actually. But uh, that's who they, that was right there. So I'm going to end this off right now with one last song. Nice little four-minute song. little talk dirty to me. Another song I loved. The guitar in this song is ridiculously loud. So you know I love this song. And here we... Hello? Just a minute. Cindy, it's for you. I got it, Mom. That Brit sounds like such a nice... Hit it, CC. You know I never, I never seen you look so good. You never act the way you should. But I
did it to me. CC, pick up that guitar and I'm trying to lead you. White hair running around, dancing CC DeVille, just scooting around, doing the curly shuffle, playing the guitar on the floor, whining, screaming guitar, heavy drums. I'm sorry, folks. I love the 80s. I love the music. I thought it was great. I still listen to it. I still listen to iHeart 80s on iHeart Radio all the time. Um, if you listen to the classic, uh, the classic rock station, it's all 70s, 80s, 90s now. So it's got all these great songs that you can hear on it. But um, listen, that was that was awesome. I uh, like I said, I'm pretty excited to do that one. I really, really wanted to one day get that one done. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I got to do that. So that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up for me, folks. I'm going to uh, go ahead and get on out of here if that's all right with you. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my ass out of here. Going to uh, do one quick thing here real quick, and then we'll rock out of here. Okay, give me one second here, and we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. So there we go. Haven't played this one in a while, folks. I thought I would. It's been a while. I use, I've been doing YouTube, folks. Decided to go ahead and jump on the audio for once tonight. Get this done with the uh, little music. Gonna do these every now and then. I'd still like doing these. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, next week, I might need to take off. If not, I'm gonna do Billionaire Boys Club. So I'm not sure which one, but um, one of the two. I may need to take off because I may need to do something with the kids. Sunday. I'm trying not to. But uh, there you go, folks. Thanks again. I had a great time talking a little 80s hair bands. And uh, see you next time.